I took off so fast because I had spent time cultivating relationships, building a sphere of influence, not knowing how much it would benefit me. So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. Today I get to interview Kelly Skevel from New York. She has been a listener of the Real Estate Rockstars podcast. I'm excited to hear how she got into real estate, how she does real estate while she manages a family, and all the sorts of tips that we can share with you guys today. So Kelly, I, you know, we, we were just laughing about last names. Hopefully I said it right. It should be simple. But the, how are you today? Good. Thanks for having me, Aaron. I am so excited to be on one of my favorite podcasts ever so honored that is so awesome it is my favorite thing to have people come on that have been listeners and so the you said before the show you've been listening for for several years just tell me about that as just being a fan of the podcast yeah so I had I was very new to real estate sales and had just got started and I don't even remember how I came across the podcast but I did and I started listening and I it, I would get so amped up and and loved all of the ideas that the guests would come come with on the on the podcast and so then I was trying I actually had to take a step back and stop listening um, initially so much or I would have to listen and just not try to implement all the ideas because I just heard an idea and I was like I want to do this now I want to do that so it was really it was uh, really exciting when I found real estate rock stars. That's awesome and that's actually a good piece of advice too so if you're a new agent listening to the podcast a lot every time you want to like be able to get a tip but sometimes like here's something that I can apply into my business, but maybe you can't apply it. I mean, we do two to three podcasts a week. There's so much stuff out there. So maybe you just have to take notes, keep your things, but don't try to work on all 10 tips at once. If you're listening to this and you're, and you're new, at yeah. this, the, uh, try to phase it in. So Kelly, how did you, how did you get into real estate? Uh, so it actually, it was a culmination of life goals and kind of a life situation. I was a veterinary technician uh, by trade. That's what I went to college for. And, I was working um, at Cornell University, and my husband and I were young. We were 24 and decided that it was time to buy a house. Uh, So we bought a split-level single family and turned the downstairs into a duplex. And right off the bat, that apartment downstairs paid our entire mortgage, the taxes, and even the utilities. So we were really living mortgage-free. And that, you know, gave us the opportunity to save some more money. And as around that same time, we were also talking about life goals, like short and long-term goals for us and our future family. And what kind of came out of those conversations was that it was really important to us that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom or at least be able to work from home. And well, we realized that with, he's a police officer and on a police officer officer's income, we weren't going to be able to have me just be a stay-at-home mom. And so we realized that we needed to have also have multiple streams of income. And when we got to talking about that, we realized that that's really, I mean, that was necessary no matter what direction we wanted to go. Having multiple streams of income just helps protect you and your family so much. So we really liked the landlording. And 
about two years later, so that was in 2009, two years later, we found out I was pregnant and decided that I would go part-time. So I went very part-time as a veterinary technician. And at, shortly after my daughter was born, we were able to buy the duplex next door. So now we have three units, a newborn. And again, we are just really liking the, the landlording. The, we were starting to see some cash flow and a little bit more money. And then we, so from, that was 2013. So from 2013 to 2015, we ended up picking up a total of eight units. So we bought the, that duplex next door, built another duplex next to that, bought a four unit and had a second child. <laughs> so it uh, had a lot go on in those, what was it, two years, two and a half years. And so fast forward to 2016, we've got the total of 10 units for landlords. I'm still working part-time as a vet tech and have two small children and found out I was pregnant again with our third. And at that time, I just was getting, I was liking being an employee, even though it was part-time, I was liking that less and less. I just, I, I like to show up, do my work, complete my task, move on to the next task or go home. I didn't, I wasn't enjoying showing up and having to be away from my family for, you know, eight or 10 hours at a time. And I just was looking for more flexibility and a better quality of life that didn't involve working for somebody else. And I was also realizing when I did some numbers that I only had to sell a couple, you know, a handful of houses a year um, to replace that income I was making as a part-time veterinary technician. So I decided that it was time to jump in. Um, we really liked landlording. I, I figured worst case scenario was that I would continue to be a vet tech and I would just, we would expand our network and hopefully pick up some good deals by having access to the MLS and knowing more people. And um, in that first, so... So I did the online course um, because I had small children. My husband didn't have a super flexible schedule. And uh, I was, my goal was to do that, complete that in six weeks. But that, that course is brutal, not in the way that it's like super hard. So this was in New York, right? So the, yeah. uh, so the, the, course, the online course in New York is a brutal one. Well, the, the information, you know, learning the information wasn't, it was, it, it's just such this is awful. It is a boring, it was boring. Yeah. I blew through the course itself and then realized I still had like, you know, 50 hours to complete, like that I just had to sit there and click through. Yes. <laughs> so it was just brutal in that way. The, the learning, the course itself, not, not difficult, you know, at all, but, but just having to sit through that, you know, at night, I would, after I put the kids to bed, I would just click through for hours um, on the information. But so I did, I did that. And and I happened to run into the agent that helped, helped us buy our first house. And we had become friends with her over the years, like you do. And I told her that I was excited to get started. I was going to join the brokerage that she uh, had been working with. She was no longer an agent. And she suggested that I talk to this, one of the top producers down there who had a team and that I would really benefit from joining a team. And if you know me, I am super, like, I research everything. I research people. Like, I know backgrounds and information on whatever it is that I'm getting started in. But being pregnant, having a one-year-old and a three-year-old at home, I just did not research this woman at all or, or even know how a team was set up or functions. But I went to the meeting because I figured, like, why not? I don't ever yeah. turn down an opportunity. And in that meeting, and again, I don't, and I also don't make knee jerk decisions. I don't, I like to think about my decisions and choices and how they would affect me and my family in the middle of the meeting with 
this agent, this team leader, not knowing her or her successes or anything, she sold me on the team and how benefit, like how, how beneficial it would be to me. I, all I could think about was all the things that I would get out of being on this team. And before I even left the meeting, I had committed to the team. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was so, I went home and told my husband, I was like, I know I've never done this, but I committed to this team and I think it's going to be a great opportunity. And it ended up being prob- the best decision I made in terms of my my real estate sales career, it really ended up being a great, she was a top producer, uh, great values, like she's a great team leader. And I think it's helped um, catapult my business by having her as a mentor and the benefits of being on the team. That's so, so awesome. So we'll, so we'll come back to unpack that. But before we start jumping into like the team and the benefits and what you do now, I just think there's so much stuff to unpack there that's super cool. So it's kind of like, so back in 2009, you guys bought that first split level to live in, right? And it was like, you're going to buy this house and you converted the downstairs to a duplex to rent it out. What gave you that idea? Because back in 2009, housing market was you know, still falling. The house, you know, the crash had happened. People were investing, but it was a riskier time. What made you guys decide to, to do that? You know, was there a course out there? Or, and then you start getting into, hey, you wanted multiple streams of income. Where'd that mindset come from back then? That's a, that's a really good question. So I, um, for years leading up to that, a couple years leading up to that, I had been reading like personal finance books. Again, like I said, I research everything. So I, and, and in those personal finance education, like the books, I was reading about passive income and how real estate really could help you create passive income. So it kind of, it, it, it started with the personal finance and just kind of went that direction. We had, we had looked at houses for two years. Um, prior to the finally purchasing that one in 2009. We knew we wanted to get into investing, but we didn't have a lot of money. My husband was only working part-time um, at that time. So we had we had spent a lot of time not knowing exactly what we were looking for, but when we came across this split level, it was pretty clear that we could turn it into a duplex without a lot of money. You know, they, they have the, it had the walkout basement, the egress windows. Um, you just had to put a wall up at the stairs. Yeah. But it, I, I love the stories like that because there are so many, you know, my, my friend, David Green, the, you know, he's, he's one of the hosts of the Bigger Pockets podcast, but he's a, a police officer. And, and I remember talking to him as he was, you know, still an active police officer, buying more rentals and buying more properties. And it, it kind of gotten into real estate, not necessarily on accident, but it was a side job and it was a side job for his other thing. And he went from being an investor to then be, being an agent and then becoming that full-time agent. And the, and, you know, anytime someone has the story of working that way, and then also your story of just hard work on how you got there. I'm, I'm really excited to get into the stuff of what, you know, agents today can use. But, but starting with the story of, of, you know, the working hard to become an agent. I remember my wife doing the same thing for our brokerage out in California. I remember she would wake up at 4 a.m. and she'd be nursing our new baby and studying for the brokerage exam, you know, and, the, and she became you know, one of the biggest agents in Northern California out there when we were flipping a bunch of houses out there. But it was the same thing. It was figuring out hey, she could, she could be a mom, she could have the family and real estate offered that flexibility to choose your own hours and choose your own destiny. And so whether it's someone wanting to be you know, a mom or have real estate as a side job or have real estate as the other one, it's, it's so awesome to remember those stories that, that real estate can be that avenue for you could choose your own destiny, you could choose your own hours, you could choose the, the way to work. The more you work, the more payoff you get, or it could be just like your example you said at the beginning, hey, if you just do one or two deals a year, then that offsets the idea of you were going into an office doing something that you weren't loving anymore. So 
that is, uh, that's, that it's so cool to be able to unpack that. And then, cause back in 2009, there weren't that many, right now there's a lot of real estate shows. There's a lot of personal yeah. finance shows. There's a lot of gurus back yeah. then. There wasn't, it was, I mean, right. I read, I read rich dad, poor dad back then. So I was, I was buying and fixing and flipping back in 2009. Like that was when our business really started booming, but the, but there weren't a lot of people doing it back then. So it's just, it's, so it's kind of pretty amazing. Yeah, HGTV wasn't like a big hit back then. But yeah, it was, right. it was a little bit different. Real estate rock stars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. And as you know, when you've been hearing these episodes, so many of our guests give us lots of free gifts and share the tools they've been using to become successful. We've got free real estate tools, scripts, eBooks, marketing materials, and more. We keep track of everything in our vault and it's updated with new items each and every week. If you want access to that stuff, it's totally free for being a listener. All you have to do is go to agentsuccesstoolbox.com, agentsuccesstoolbox.com and get your free gifts now. So let's jump into today. So you joined that team. You became a real estate agent. At first, you weren't going to join a team at all. You usually don't jump into things, but you loved this agent. Everything that she said, she's like, you came out of that going, this is going to benefit me. What were the biggest benefits you saw from joining a team? Initially, right off the bat, a couple of the things I saw was one, she had a transaction coordinator who handled, you know, all of the paperwork and just like the clerical stuff that goes on behind the scenes with listings and all the trans, you know, the transact, the whole transaction. So the the right. the transaction coordinator, I, that was great. And then she also had a marketing director, specifically for her use and the team. And that marketing director went above and beyond and did a lot of social media posting. She did all of the print brochures, the you know newspaper, web nature. We were getting all the, a lot of this indication, a, a lot of stuff that I didn't know how to do or wasn't good at was already available to me in this team. And that allowed me to have more time home with my family because at the time I just really wanted to make sure that I was still putting my family first while going after this career and, and also pro helping provide money to, to the family. Yeah. So we think back to some of those early podcasts you listened to on Real Estate Rockstars. Can you think of, of one of the things that really stood out that, the, that you still do today? One of, one of the ones that really stood out to me was um, actually, it was the LinkedIn, it was a woman who came on, I think it was a woman or maybe, I can't, I think it was a woman. This was, I mean, we're talking like four years ago now. Right, long time ago. Um, came on and spoke about LinkedIn and the power of being on that, on LinkedIn and, and you know, how you could really build a, a network through that. So I got on and tried and started doing that. I, I honestly don't do it as much as I wish I I would have. There was other ones that I'm trying to remember now that really, they just got me super excited, but I can't remember specifically what they... That's all right. But I mean, LinkedIn still today is a thing that not all agents yeah. are on. They're and, not, yeah. And while people are stay at home right now, I mean, right now it's COVID, it's shelter in place. Like what can you be doing from your computer on those extra things when you can't just be doing open houses and showings? I think a lot of that stuff kind of still applies. So Let's, let's jump into some of the nitty-gritty stats that we try to ask everybody. So, like, how, how many deals did you do last year, and what's the average, you know, purchase price, all that stuff? Yeah, so I did 23 deals last year. Uh, the average uh, price, purchase sale price, gosh, was probably around 225 okay. That's about what our average is here. I run right about with what the average is here for our whole market, too. 
So what's your, what's your gross commissions and are you still part of a team? Is it a, is it a certain split that you get from there? Yeah. So I'm still on the team. Uh, I get a split, you know, based on how much I sell and my gross commissions off of the team in 2019 was 87,000. That is awesome. And so when you think about how much you've been, you work, so do you, do you, is it a 40 hour a week job for you? Is it a 10 to 20 hour a week job? Is it still that balance of business and family? Uh, very much a balance. I'm still the main caregiver for our children. So it's about, 20, I would say on average, 20 hours a week, you know, a little bit less in the slow season, possibly a little bit more um, in the busy season. But I'm, I'm super efficient. As you know, like you were saying about your wife, like you learn to get up early, work late. You're efficient yeah. when you're working. <laughs> That is, I mean, that is an awesome avenue that just says what real estate can be, right? So you can be the, the caregiver, you can be the family person, you can work 20 hours a week and get 87000 a year. Like that is one of the awesome dreams of real estate. When you think about the next year, do you have goals for, for how many closings and, the, and how has that changed since COVID? Are you, are you busier now? Are you not busy at all right now? Yeah, so uh, I'd like to get about, I like to go get between 23 and 25 sales, 50-50 split on the, you know, buy side and listing side. And in terms of how I've been affected by COVID, you know, we were just ramping up our spring market out here when COVID-19 hit. And I have, I, I would say that I probably have slowed down a little bit, but I am still writing offers. I still have new buyers coming to me. I have Sellers that want to sell, although that has definitely dropped off, but the buyers are still out there looking for sure. I would say I'm a little bit slower, but, but definitely still working quite a bit. Yeah, I, I got to interview Trevor Mock last night. It's going to come out in our state of the market next week. And he, uh, he developed Carrot. It's an investor website for leads. And one of the statistics he was giving us was the first couple weeks after COVID, a lot, a lot fewer people were searching, you know, sell my house now, sell my house fast, how to sell my house. Yeah. But since then, the last few weeks, it has skyrocketed. So there's way more people searching today, how do I sell my house than there were even five to six weeks ago. So even though I think a lot of people have slowed down, you know, as people figure out how to reach those motivated sellers, there really are a lot. I think a lot of people right now are considering selling. So do you think that, uh, are you getting the feeling in your area? So, they, so uh, where do you live? I'm in central New York. So Tompkins County, Ithaca, New York. Wow. So, so, central, so right now, New York's in the news is like, holy cow, it's, everything is really bad and shelter in place. So where you live, is that the feeling everybody's getting or, the, or, or, or it, you know, you're in an outskirt area where it's kind of like feels more like business as usual? Uh, no, we are. So in Ithaca, we are, everybody's really being good about following the rules that they won't, Cuomo won't call it a shelter in place out here. I think it's like a pause on New York, but we all, they're, you know, everybody's really following the rules pretty well and staying home and wearing masks. And um, so we're definitely, but we are not at all a part of that New York city news. That's about the, the craziness. You're like, everybody <laughs> likes to, I remember when I lived in California, everybody like matched everything that was happening in California as a statewide thing. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a big state. <laughs> yeah. There's farmers here. There's city life here. There's everything. Yes, so yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you say New York and I get scared for a second. Like, wait, what's yeah. going on here? <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's, it's a rough time. So the, so right now, if you were going to give, so what are you doing or is there something that's worked for you during the pause on New York to get business? Is there something where you're, where you're surprised it's out there? What are you doing on a daily basis to try to stay active or are you just kind of taking a break and you're waiting for it to blow over? Yeah. You know, I, again, because of my personal lifestyle with working from home and um, having to balance really the the family and work I have done, I, I was 
pretty well prepared for this. Like um, working remotely, we do e-signatures, virtual tours, all of that stuff I had kind of been doing already. I've had out-of-state buyers um, before. So so the, the virtual tours, Zoom meetings, things like that have all, I've kind of transitioned, feel like I've transitioned into it pretty well. And I have a, um, I've been active on social media since I became an agent as well. The, that's a really good way for people to, especially new agents, to build their credibility in the business to show your expertise. So I really took advantage of that too. So I feel like, you know, with a, there, there's a couple little changes, but it, it, and certainly not as many clients as I would have had under normal circumstances, but it's kind of business as usual with a few changes for me. So it hasn't been a huge, huge adjustment on this end. Yeah. So the, so if you, if you were able to go back now and talk to yourself as a, an agent, when you first started, I guess, would you, or even as an investor in real estate, when you first started, would you go back and tell yourself to become an agent sooner and, and uh, or, or later? And then on top of that, like once you became an agent, what do you wish someone would have told you that you more recently just learned? You know, uh, my, I've had this conversation with my husband a couple times where I'm like, man, I, I love this so much and I have enjoyed it so much. I wish I didn't wait so long to jump in because I had considered it at one point when we were still very young, so shortly after we bought our first house. And it scared me to the thought of not having that W-2 paycheck. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after I got started and was really having a lot of success and enjoying it, I said, I should have started this earlier. And my husband reminded me that, you know, earlier when I was younger, when we had just bought our first property, I didn't, we didn't have, I didn't have the sphere of influence. I didn't have the network that I had built over the following like seven or eight years. So although I sometimes think I wish I would have started earlier and I think I cert- I know I, it would have been beneficial and I would have enjoyed it. I think, um, I took off so fast because I had spent time cultivating relationships, building a sphere of influence, um, not knowing how much it would benefit me once I finally became an agent. Yeah, that's like, that is really good advice too, because there's people at all ages starting in real estate. You know, and some people are starting when they're really young and some people are starting as their third or fourth or fifth career. Right. And, and they could, it could easily get discouraged to say, you know what, I'm, uh, I waited too long to get into real estate. I shouldn't get into real estate, but it's being able to tell people, you know, whatever they've done their whole life, this, the sphere that they've grown their whole life, the network that they've grown their whole life, they can use it now and they can use it in real estate. I've got a, I've got a friend out in LA that worked in, in movies for the longest time. You know, that was his business was working on movie sets and he would go out and he would negotiate with people to film like movies in their house or in front of their house. Right. And then he decided to go become a real estate agent, but he was able to use like that same network, like the yeah. same network of people that he negotiated with before on, on, Hey, the, the, the studio wants to rent your house. He's like, Hey, do you want to sell? Like I'm, yeah. I'm getting into real estate now. So it's never too late to get in. And the, you know, we could always start something sooner, but the, but you know, regardless of age, regardless of where you're starting in your career, you could still use that influence that you had yes. before. So the, what are you the most excited about in real estate right now? What am I the most excited about? I just love everything about real estate. You know, I love, I love being an investor. I'm having a lot of fun with that growing our portfolio. I love uh, helping buyers helping sellers. I, I don't, there's nothing in particular. I just really enjoy the, the industry. So you still manage your own. So you guys manage your own, own rentals. You're going to try to buy more rentals too. Yes. Yeah. So we self manage right now. We're hoping to grow big enough where I, where we can um, kind of push that off my plate and not, not be so, so heavily involved in the management part, but 
Yeah, we current we still have the 10 units. We're set to close on another eight unit, hopefully in the next week or two, um, which is super exciting. We put that. That's under a big jump. You're going to go from 10 units to 18 units overnight. Yeah, I'm uh, super excited and a little nervous. So we're almost going to double our portfolio, like you said, overnight. So we'll see how that. Uh... <laughs> that is awesome. Well, the, the and, and so much fun. So. On some of the last things, are there any apps or tricks or tools that you use right now to, to grow your business? I'm really active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, my Instagram account is more towards the investors, but it also draws a lot of cl my clients, buyer, just regular buyers and sellers see that too, and Facebook too. And I, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're not really apps, but they're like the platforms, and they help me show my clients and people who are, you know, potentially looking to buy or sell my expertise and credibility. Yeah. So, and then what about, so right now, so you've been living this work-life balance for a while, right? The, and a lot of people are forced into this weird work-life balance right now. What are some things that you've learned over the last, you know, several years, like kind of, do you have any advice for people that for the first time they're like working next to their kids, you know, trying to fit it all in? Uh, what advice would you give somebody? Yes. So yeah, it's different and it takes an adjustment. My biggest thing is to just give yourself grace. You know, it's difficult and it's an adjustment for everybody. And it's not something, you know, it took me, I slowly eased into it. Um, and it took me quite a few years to, and I still like, you know, some days are just super difficult. I get up really early before the kids and get, a, get what I can done prior to them getting up. So then I can spend time with them. Um, once they get up with it, we like, we watch cartoons together every morning and that's when I drink my coffee with them. And it's in the busy season, especially I will often put them to bed and my husband works nights, so he's not, he's not home at night. So then I'll put them to bed and go, uh, back to work for four, three or four hours. And then I, I'm, I always feed my kids first too. If I want to sit down for a good chunk of time, <laughs> I don't know if you guys experience yeah. this, but I'm like, if their bellies are full, I can usually get a good 20 minute chunk where I can really bang out some work. So that is so funny. It's such a good point. I haven't thought about that, but you're right. You get them, you get them fed, you get, you get them set and you're going to, yeah. that always slows everybody down and the giving yourself grace is such a, a great point. So my wife and I, the we've homeschooled for a long time. We've worked from home for a long time. And so many people right now are, are reaching out to her because of homeschooling and her five hour school week brand and saying like, Hey, what do we do? And her biggest thing right now is saying, just give, give yourself some grace. You know, give yourself, you like, you don't have to, you don't have to be a perfect teacher. You don't have to be a perfect anything. It's all about balancing that relationship right now with, with you know, with your kids and your family and, yeah. being, and those, and those tricks of, of the getting up early. I think that's, I, I think that's a, a good way you get get ahead of it. And then, um, you know, be able to just, tr you know, try to not fight like some of the time. That's, that's some of the hardest things right now, right? <laughs> The, and, and, you know, and, and being able to organize too all the video calls, all the Zoom calls. I think people are being more flexible anyway. I was telling you before we got started, my son Brax is jumping on half my video calls <laughs> where people are now like half a, you know, surprised if he doesn't make it on. So I love it. I love it. Yeah, we are, we are, we are living in a world where the, that work-life balance is more important than ever. And uh, I love the advice that you gave on that. And if, and if all else, you feed your kids first and you'll get a, a little bit of a break. So the, so when it comes to getting, um, you know, the couple other extra real estate things. So other than your sphere of influence, how are you getting new leads right now? The, uh, do you have any, any tips or tricks for that? 
Yeah, so I work very heavily off of my sphere of influence, almost almost exclusively. But being on the team that I'm on, a part of that is that we get kicked leads, buyer leads, and a couple seller leads here and there. And um, so we have been using the Zillow Premier. And I honestly, because my team leader and the marketing director handle that, I don't know a lot about it. But that has been, I've gotten some really awesome leads off of that. So, uh, so other than my sphere of influence, I, it's usually leads that come from the team leader. That's awesome. So I was trying to look up your original submission. Did you have anything for, we talk about, we have a, a gift that we give people on kind of some tips and, and tricks and things like that. Do you have anything that you'll be able to, to, you know, to provide to our agents? Any ideas for that? Yeah. So I sent over um, a little PDF with questions that if you're looking to join a team, which I encourage all um, agents that are thinking about getting started in real estate or are newer agents in real estate, I, I really encourage people to look into teams. And there's a lot of teams out there with a lot of different structures. So you really want to vet the teams because I've heard of some structures where I'm like, no way, that would never work for me. I really enjoy yeah. the structure of, of our team. And I think that it can really, I mean, it can help you really catapult your business and, and grow quickly. Um, so I sent over a PDF that, of questions that you should ask when you're, you know, a lot of times they talk about team leaders interviewing potential agents to bring on their team, but you also, as a new, newer agent or the agent being interviewed, should be interviewing that team leader and that team too. So I sent over some que- uh, six questions that you should be asking team leaders. That is great. So the, yeah, we have so much stuff in our real estate agent toolbox and I don't think that's been in there before. So the, so, you know, all of you guys listening, you'll be able to go to Hyben Digital. You can go to Kelly's page where it'll have her podcast. We'll have the links to that. And then just like everything, it'll be added to that toolbox. So if you want the toolbox of what all the agents put on there, it's free. We just compile that info to, you know, to get it for all of you guys. The something new that I have to mention too. So on Rebus University, the, we have, you know, we've slashed all the prices on there for the courses. I mean, some of the courses on how to be a, a certified listing agent or how to get leads, things like that. A lot of those courses are like $1,500 courses. They're all down to like 99 bucks right now. We figure people are home wanting to learn stuff. So if you haven't checked out Rebus University yet for a lot of the stuff that agents like Kelly have come on and, and taught, go check out some of our coursework. Kelly, if somebody wants to reach out to you, they want to find you, they want to, they want to ask you how to choose a team, they want to send you referrals out in New York, what's the best way they can reach you? Yeah, so um, you can find me on Instagram at Kelly Skevel. Uh, you can also, I'm on Facebook as well, and then they can also uh, reach out via email too. That is great. So Kelly, it was really fun getting to chat to you. I love your story. I love your story of how you got into real estate, how you guys are trying to you know, create all those different streams of income. I can't wait to hear how the new eight unit goes, like going from 10 <laughs> units to 18 units. That's going to be a fun transition. I remember making some of those transitions and steps along the way and can't wait to hear more. So thanks for coming on. The, any last thoughts that, that you want to tell everybody out there? Just, you know, keep, keep killing it. Keep going after it, I guess. Right. Right. That's all we can do. Keep moving forward. Before we know it, we're going to be out of quarantine and we're going to want to hit the ground running. So Real Estate Rockstars, thanks for listening. Kelly, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Aaron. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful please i need you to pull out your pointing finger yes the one finger that points at people and hit subscribe yes subscribe the more subscribers we get 
the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on the million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe and listen. There's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that, too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.